Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to another Rosecut monthly call. Plenty to talk about, Daniel. We've had a period of volatility, then we've had something of a small rally through the end of May. I think what's beginning to settle in now is that the inflation numbers, certainly in the US, are not going down, not for the time being. There are select indicators that are beginning to sort of chug downwards, but overall, the last core CPI is quite high. It's 6% headline at about 8.5%. So lots for markets to, to worry about. And I guess we've seen a continuation of volatility across asset classes, not just in equities, but FX, crypto as well. Yeah. And certainly the big news on Friday was that inflation number. And it's interesting to look at the uh, way that different central banks are talking about inflation right now. Because in the US, you almost have uh, the Federal Reserve trying to bluff their way through it and, and try and talk down inflation expectations by saying there's lots of stuff we can do. We can do 75 basis points instead of 50 basis points as an interest rate hike every month. So, well, every time they meet, sorry. Uh, whereas in the UK, you have a slightly different message. You've got Andrew Bailey, who's a head of a Bank of England, saying really there's not that much we can do about inflation. Uh, and that really is because of the cost push pressures. So the, the problems with the energy markets, uh, which are feeding food to a higher cost of living. So that number came out on Friday. Uh, markets uh, sold off quite a bit. Um, and as you say, some of the lead indicators for risk, and I include crypto in that, has had a really bad weekend this this weekend. Uh, and I should add, we're speaking on the 13th of June, uh, just for context. The other news that's come out uh, this morning, uh, this is Monday morning, uh, UK GDP numbers uh, were showing a drop. This is month-on-month numbers. Uh, so that feeds into this fear of stagflation, which we've been talking about for a few months. Uh, and by way of reminder, that's when you have a stagnant economic growth, so very low, uh, but you still have inflation coming through. And so with that said, you know, that's the fears about economics. And I think you've got a few thoughts on how you think it could now feed into markets, uh, particularly credit and so on. And yeah. Do you want to spell that out? I will, of course, and then maybe we come back and talk about some of our positioning because we, we, we've actually been Ooh. being quite quite conservative. I think, thank thank God. Um, <laughs> so, so so when we when we saw the big sell off in May, a whole range of stress indicators were hitting levels that were normally associated associated with periods of, of of real economic stress and recession. Two thousand and one, uh, late. 90s, 2007, 2020, and some people sort of poo-poo this as being, you know, markets getting ahead of themselves. Well, I think what's happening now, and you mentioned the GDP number in the, in the UK, is that the economies are beginning to feel the impact of early tightening, and it's only early tightening so far, and they're beginning to see the impact of market volatility. And how this typically goes is that when you get tighter liquidity, that begins to feed into the credit system. Typically, you get higher credit spreads, so riskier investments have higher uh, interest rates. So companies with debt-laden balance sheets see their interest rates rise. The same for countries. We've seen Greek debt go from 0% interest rates uh, a year or two ago to about 4% now and so on and so forth. So my sense is that across the summer, we will probably see a rise in credit risk and credit stress, which will make for more broad volatility. It will, I think, sort out really good companies with strong cash flows from those who are operating on a, on a dream. And that, that goes not just for public companies, but also those in the, you know, in the private 
sort of VC space as well, where we're beginning to see some some consolidation. And I think it makes uh, ultimately for, for weaker economic growth and it may produce market conditions that at some point the Fed and the other central banks may just have to, to pause their tightening path. Uh, I give the economy room to uh, to breathe this word. I don't see that happening anytime before October. So I, I think the watchwords really would be credit risk uh, for the next four to five months. Yeah, and as some of us will remember from 2020, once credit risk starts to hit the markets, things, uh, things can move quite quickly, yep. uh, especially if it happens over the summer months, which is often when you have lower volumes. And in fact, we've got an option expiry date coming up this week. Uh, so that's when a lot of the investment banks and train houses will be adjusting their books. So it, it should be quite noisy uh, over the next week or two. In terms of positioning and the Rose Cup portfolios, uh, in, in terms of credit risk, we don't have much. Uh, we've been very proactive uh, with reducing that risk. So we, uh, uh, we adjusted those positions back in March. We still have a large cash balance within portfolios uh, and an underweight position to equities. So that's why our portfolios have been more defensive than the ones you'd find uh, run by uh, other firms in the market. Uh, and, uh, you know, overall our message, I guess, is really to you know, stay, dis- stay defensive, stay patient. In bear markets like this, what you want to concentrate on is holding on to what you've got and perhaps opportunistically taking uh, uh, trades when you see them. Uh, but really, you're, you're waiting for the time when something changes and a new bull market starts and you want to be ready for that. Uh, and so that's why we have that cash set aside and uh, a defensive position in waiting for the next bull market to start. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, I was going to sort of make a provocative comment that it's a good time to be to be old and have grey hair like me because uh, <laughs> at very, very least, seen a few a few cycles and a few of these crises and so, some of the more experienced investors I know I think obviously they find the volatility in the macro um, contagion troubling but they are in, in some ways looking forward to valuations coming down being able to buy stuff that will deliver really good returns into the future yeah well as a Yorkshireman I can tell you I, I like good value so good. I'm happy for the market to fall a bit more and get a bit cheaper <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Well, we, we look forward then to the next update and uh, hopefully the chance to deploy some of the cash that we have. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Look okay. forward to speaking Thanks. to you next time.